A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode where today I'm joined by a lady that lives in Switzerland. Start again, Paul, and unravel your tongue. A lady that resides in Switzerland, a lady by the name of Natalia Blagova. Natalia, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you, Paul. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. And listeners, Natalia heads up an organisation called Women Heart to Heart. I don't know about you, but that, that conjures up all kinds of, well, what does that really mean? And I'm sure Natalia, you know, can help us unpick that because I've got, um, you know, I suppose not, not a personal interest in that. I'd be wrong to say that. But when I hear this, 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 these words together, women and heart, it really resonates with me. And, you know, on previous episodes, regular listeners will probably understand why because of the... Uh, you know, the influence of my mother, my late mother, my grandmother. Um, so, Natalia, without further ado, just give us a, a quick insight, if you will, an introduction. Women, heart to heart, what is that? Heart to heart is symbolically presenting the fact that uh, we have created a global community uh, for women, we, we welcome any kind of uh, women, but the, the, the reality is the majority of women who have joined us are more, I would call them change makers, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, socialpreneurs, as we call them. So, so in general, it's people that, uh, that are really looking to make a difference in the world, to, to contribute, to maybe they want to live in a better world tomorrow. And heart to heart symbolizes the fact that we, uh, we, we have developed a heart-centered place globally, uh, a place where people can uh, come, uh, kind of, I often joke is um, uh, meet strangers, heart to heart with, get heart to heart with strangers. And as we do that, we realize how much, how connected we are to each other, how much uh, we are worried or we are inspired by similar issues. So there is this sense of shared humanity and uh, oneness that appears. But then from that point on, uh, we are to gathering together, not just to, um, to do that, but actually out of this sense of shared humanity, uh, we're basically creating this safe space where we can grow together, we can support each other, learn from each other and grow together so that we can, um, thrive in today's world, uh, but also, be able to contribute, be able to uh, fulfill our purpose in life, uh, create our legacy. Uh, so, so ideally, I mean, we are on a long journey, so to say, it's, we're only on the first steps of this long journey, but the ultimate goal is that um, we work together on different projects, which uh, they could be very different 
the angles. Uh, I mean, there's so many things we need uh, to work on in the world today. Uh, but they will be united but by, by this um, um, deep heart connection. Uh, and, and as we say, these projects are actually about putting our he uh, heads, hearts, and hands together. Mm. Okay. So let me ask a question. Let me play a little bit of devil's advocate, if I may, Natalia, and say, why just women, though? You know, sure, I mean, that's such a powerful... Um, three words, isn't it? Heart to heart. And then when you kind of, you know, pre-frame that with women, and that's immensely powerful as well. But you know, I'm just curious as to why it's not just heart to heart, you know, and, and it includes everyone. Is there a reason for that? Yes, there is. I mean, as a matter of fact, the domain we have is called Heart to Heart. So women was, uh, is an addition and our dream is uh, uh, to move beyond that. But why we, we started with women is because we feel that women have uh, a special role to, to play today in this world we live in. Uh, but we're not always... Um, there's work we need to do in order to be able to fulfill our mission, so to say. And I felt that uh, when we create this space where women meet with women, it's actually, uh, there is this special connection between women. Women need, need each other as mentors, as role models. I've personally uh, grown up in a kind of corporate world, which was male dominated. And I've been learning from men and I'm very grateful for that. But at the same time, I was lacking female role models. So, so we're recognizing that. We're recognizing that women need women just as, not only women need men as well, and men need women. I mean, we all need each other. So, so nothing we do is uh, um, supposed to exclude men, vice versa, we even have men members. But it just, um, we have created a space where women can support each other, where it's very easy to understand each other. And the reality is, um, we know today that uh, it has been much easier to establish rapport, to establish a safe space because women understand each other. And for me, um, it's not about, so, so the reason it's only women, it's not about exclusion, it's not about uh, excluding men, it's about realizing that women have specific role in this world, um, and they have specific issues, just as men have specific challenges where they need men in their life to, to support them. Mm, okay, women have specific roles, I mean, you know, I, I mean, on a personal level, Natalia, absolutely. We, we as individuals, we all have um, specific roles, irrespective of what body we're in. But that's an interesting way I frame that, in, irrespective of what body they're in. Because is it more about, when we say women, um, is it actually more about the energy, what Wayne Dyer would term the divine feminine, or the divine masculine energy? Because surely, first and foremost, Natalie, that's, we're energy, aren't we? In whatever predominant form that takes, be it masculine or feminine, and then we're actually in what the outside world would term a male or a female body. Does, does that kind of, does that land at all? Yes, it does. Uh, 
Um, yes, yes, absolutely. So, so for me, we all have male and female energy and obviously some are more dominant than others. But what's the most important thing is that we connect to our authentic self, to our unique purpose, unique makeup. And the reality is that ever since we get born, we go to school, we, we, we get put into these boxes. And the further we go into education, I, at least that's my feeling, we, we, we kind of, these boxes become narrower and narrower in terms of our perception, in terms of expectations. So um, I want to see people, so, so for me, it doesn't matter who is a man or who, who is a woman. For me, what matters is, is this person really stepping into his full authentic power. Uh, and I mean, basically, my simple way of looking at that is, is eyes shining. Other people, uh, are the eyes of people around them shining as well. So, so for me, this is the ultimate sign that we are in our authentic energy. Now, with that said, going back to, to, to the fact that the community is about women, my personal experiences. Um, in the last, let's say, 20, 30 years, as women were entering more actively work the workforce, as they were developing careers, we were somehow, um, we were mimicking basically male models. And I recognize this in my life. And you can only go so far if you don't connect to your authentic energy. And... Uh, uh, for us in Women Heart to Heart, it's very important to create this space where we are, we feel okay to connect to our feminine energy, because I don't know how much, whether you agree with that or not, but my experience with, by talking to women is um, a lot of things that they naturally would do, they're being taught basically not to do so, so if they took not to be too compassionate, not to be too emotional, not to be too this, too that. So we, we're boxed in this uh, being, which at the end, I mean, we wake up one day and we're not happy. And it's because we're not being authentic to, to who we are. So um, for me, this is a big part. Uh, I believe in uh, collective intelligence. I believe that in order to, to really tap into collective intelligence, we need both men and women. In general, we need people who are in their authentic, being their authentic self, whatever this combination of male and female energy is for the specific person. Yeah, I love what you said there about, you know, we're kind of conditioned, you know, don't be too emotional, don't be too compassionate. And, and certainly from, you know, as a predominant masculine energy, Natalia, I've, I've really found that. And I know I shared with you in a, in a private conversation, um, you know, you listeners, you've heard me say this so many times before around, you know, my upbringing from a very early age, big boys don't cry, you know, real men don't cry and all this nonsense that we're fed. Um, you know, so it was really interesting to hear you say that. Natalia about you know don't be compassionate or don't be um, you know emotional I love that word emotional because the reality is yet again irrespective of that body you know that I, I often say the car that we drive in uh, around in you know I drive around in a male car 
<laughs> or male body. Um, but it's a gift, isn't it, to be emotional, to be compassionate, to be, you know, as Brenny Brown says, to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is strength. But the, yet again, as you alluded to at the top of this conversation, um, Natalia, there's that much kind of, word again, conditioning, expectation, big boys don't cry, all girls should wear pink and all boys should wear blue and all that nonsense. And, and we're kind of, you know, shoved down a certain path in life from a very early age, aren't we? Absolutely, absolutely. And as we enter the workforce, there's there are more cliches that surround us. For example, my favorite is, it's not personal, it's not, it's business. I mean, complete uh, stupidity. It's very personal. Work is very personal. It's an expression of who we are. And it's, it, it's a big part of our day. So all we say when we say it's not, it's not personal is we're saying it's, we're allowing ourselves to be not a whole self with our full spirit at work. But just be there as a robot that do things that we ask to do. That's all it means. Uh, and to me, this is the, the bottom line of uh, why we see so many amazing people working in amazing companies and doing things against humanity. And for me, that's the only way it's possible. We are asked to leave our personality, our emotions, and our spirituality at the door of the office. It, it can't work like that. So, so for me, it's a um, very big part of what we want to do together is actually help us help each other, support each other in developing not just the traditional intelligences we used to work on, uh, talk about, but uh, emotional intelligence. Of, of course, everybody's talking about that. But in addition to that spiritual intelligence, cultural intelligence, conversational, collaborative intelligence. So it's all those things that actually make us, um, first of all, be really connected to who we are and acting from a deep place of um, uh, connection basically with our spirit, uh, but also the ability to, to talk with very different from us people. For me, for me the ultimate checkpoint whether we have achieved what we want to achieve is the ability to have amazing conversations with people who are on absolute opposite opinion to ours. To me, this is the ultimate uh, point that we, we are where we want to be. Because in today's world, uh, there is this whole thing about I mean, there's so much polarization and so much either or black and white thinking. So red and blue thinking also like, are you with the red team or with the blue team? Uh, are you pro vaccines or against vaccines? And there's so much depth around all the issues that surround us, which can never be seen if we just focus on this polarization and on this will uh, desire to be the, on the right side, to be the right one. Mm. Let me ask you this question, Natalia, it's just come to me. How do you feel from yourself, from your own perception, your own experience? A bit of a, well, not a bit, a lot of it, very general question. I think it'll take us down an in interesting road. How well do you feel women are valued? 
You mean society in general or yes, work yeah, or from that, yeah, from that broad generic point of view, yeah. My absolute uh, um, kind of the most authentic answer I have to this with the hand on my heart is that the people who are valuing women least are the women themselves. In other words, we ourselves put ourselves down. I, I feel in general in society there is a tremendous, uh, what's the word, love and gratitude to, to women and the role they play in society. But uh, when we are in our natural authentic energy, for example, I, I see a lot of women having more aggression than men today. And Okay, they're not being respected. But the women who are in their authentic power, I think they're, they're um, being respected and loved. With that said, women themselves need to uh, gain more confidence and more belief in themselves. And I'm talking here general, obviously there's all kinds of women, but I'm just saying I see a lot of women themselves uh, belittling their own role if it makes sense. I've seen it also in my corporate experience. A lot of people are talking about glass ceilings and uh, uh, lack of equal pay for men and women. And yes, it's a problem. In my own experience and in the experience of many people I've talked with, it's women themselves also who behave different when they're being asked for pay. Men are much more assertive, much more uh, kind of, uh, They've been brought up to understand the importance of, uh, I mean, traditionally years ago, they were the only breadwinner, right? Men, uh, women were at home. So somehow they, they developed this understanding on the importance of um, being paid, being paid uh, right for, for your work. And women, they have this more attitude. Again, I'm generalizing here. Uh, Obviously, it can be very different, but women have this thing, feeling of they're so happy to be promoted that they can even forget to negotiate. So, so it's a lot of things we need to do. We need to learn uh, to respect ourselves. And I think that's a much bigger problem than do we get respected. I think we are respected. Mm. Does that make sense for you? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, yeah. Because I'm interested in this theme of values, um, you know, and from that very broad general starting point of asking that question. Let me be a little touch more personal, Natalia, if I may, uh, with yourself and say, so, you know, we're kind of taught, um, dare I say, from a corporate point of view, identify your top five values, you know, things that really spark you, really you believe in so if i was to ask you that on uh well on a personal level what 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 would you say your top few values to you i have two which are really on top for me uh, so i'll start with those and those are intuition and inspiration uh inspiration for me is um the deepest expression that we are um, 
when we are inspired, we are aligned with our purpose in life. We are uh, fulfilling our, uh, basically we are using all our capacity and we are working towards making a difference, something like that. So uh, I, I'm trying to be short, so <laughs> that's why I'm saying something like that. So, so inspiration for me is very important. And that's why I also was saying about the shining eyes. It's a very easy indicator of are we doing well while we on the, on the right path. Intuition has always been very important to me. I've made some of my most important decisions in life completely not rational. I, I wasn't able to explain why I'm doing what I'm doing, but I, I, I felt this deep uh, deep conviction that this is what I need to do. And in general, intuition for me connects us. It's our deepest wisdom, and it also connects us to the wisdom of the world. Uh, so, so these two, intuition and uh, inspiration, are very big for me. Together with it is probably joy also, because joy is similarly to, to inspiration is this indication that we are on the right path, we're doing well, because this is the ultimate, um, the, the ultimate human state, so to say, showing that we are, that everything is right, if I may say so. Other values which are very important for me are humility, uh, wisdom, and integrity. If you was in charge, let's let's say let's get creative now, Natalia. So you've got this magic wand, um, but you can only you can only have one wish. Uh, with this magic wand and I want to be very specific about that when I say one wish in terms of creating the ultimate award for woman womankind so you know this this blessed fairy comes and touches you and says Natalia I touch you with my magic wand and you can touch one person also in the world um, with this magic wand and you can award them this recognition this this award for being what would that be what would that be that real one thing that you could bestow that honor um, that wisdom that humility joy inspiration into what all those things that you value maybe it's something else or imagine it on a stage in london for example or a many major city not just london where you're presenting award for the the what well, the ultimate award because you've used that word quite a few times natalia Ultima, and it's, it's a great word. So what is Natalia's ultimate reward or award, not reward, sorry, award for womankind? What would that be? It's a very interesting question and it made me think. I've never thought about it like this. And the word that came to me that really encompasses everything is humanity. This is the word that came to me. I know it's general, but for me it expresses um, it expresses a lot because a lot of the problems we experience today in the world is because we're dehumanizing 
organization, dehumanizing processes. We're not being fully connected to what it means to be human. And uh, to me, this is the ultimate. So would it be fair to say then that, you know, you're on that, that stage somewhere in one of the major cities in the world. Um, I'm going to say, I am going to say London. There might be, uh, oh, there, might, there might be a reason for that. Time will tell. But let's say London, major capital in the world. Is it fair to say then that on that presentation for, you know, womankind, the ultimate award could be contributions to humanity? Is, is that what you're saying, Natalia? Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and for me, this award will be um, to be real. Uh, this contribution to humanity should look, it shouldn't be just for, you know, this bigger than life things. Like when I ask people about leaders, they look up to, they keep coming with, I don't know, Mahatma Gandhi or Nelson Mandela and amazing people, obviously. But absolutely each one of us, no matter how small and insignificant we think we are, there are things we can do with every step we make to contribute to humanity. So, so this award for me should recognize even small things, not just this bigger than life uh, exceptional aspects, but, but this everyday uh, contribution to humanity if, if it I don't know if I uh, maybe you'll ask me if I'm not clear no no I get you I get you what you're saying Natalia okay um so as we start to come towards the the end then um I'm going to invite you in uh, if I may at this stage to to share your contact details you know your websites or whatever it is you feel that you want to share in terms of people being able to reach out with you, connect with you, find out more about your work, that kind of thing. What's your best contact details for us to put in this uh, podcast episode show notes, Natalia? The best uh, is people can find me on LinkedIn. So that's the easiest. Um, I also have a website, which is nataliabogova.com. And also people can find me in our community, the Women Heart to Heart. So the website is womenh2h.com. Superb. And just want to really kind of bring things, as I do with my guests, uh, the final question. So I was being maybe just a touch too creative when I said you'd only got one wish with the, you know, the magic one from the fairy godmother. Um, because the reality is, Natalia, you've got as many wishes as you want. We know that. But we, you know, you've used the word constrained. We're constrained and conditioned as humans, aren't we? So let's take those constraints off. Let's let's lose those shackles. And you've got this magic wand. What's your greatest wish for? I'm not going to say humanity. That I mean, if you want to say humanity, that's your choice. But for the world, what's your, you know, maybe you have only got one more wish. Maybe you haven't. But what's your biggest desire? You know, when when we kind of leave this body, uh, which some people had called death, Natalia, and we look back on, you know, as we take those last few breaths and you look back, what, what do you want as your legacy? What really does Natalia's life stand for? What did she stand for? 
what did she stand against? What's that legacy? Good question. Um, I think this is something we keep thinking our whole life. Uh, so, so I can only say how I feel right now. But to me, is if I, in terms of legacy, I want people to say I was a better human being because of no Natalia. It's simple. And mm -hmm. as far as the world in general, uh, I want to see a more um, more fair world and more happy people and less I feel in today's world, many of us are sleepwalking. So, so we're going through life, we're focused, stressed about everything. Things happen to us and I call it sleepwalking. So I, I, I hope, I'm hoping and working for towards a world that is more awake. Two words have come to mind there and this may, this may be a, a very appropriate place, Natalia, for us to uh, to close it off and maybe go to sleep. But what you've just said there, stop sleepwalking. Two great words, aren't there? Mm. Okay, listeners, we'll leave it there. And all that remains now is for me to thank Natalia for being part of this, uh, this deep dive, if you can call it a deep dive, but certainly a bit of a dive into, you know, the beauty of, and I'm speaking... Um, from a different perspective now, from a different energy, if you will. But that love and respect for amazing souls called women, and um, boy, would this world not be, you know, this world without women would, well, there wouldn't be a world, would there? But it would be a far, far, far sadder place and darker place without the love and the compassion and the vulnerability and the humility that... In my humble opinion, and this is only my opinion, but I take total ownership of it, that without womankind, oh, wouldn't be a very nice place. So I want to leave it there and just sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>